This just in, I'm not famous. Hey everyone, welcome to the show, and I've got Adam with me today, and we're going to be talking about when is the next revolution in this topsy-turvy world of political upheaval and social justice warriors and woke society hot on our heels and environmental disasters and pandemics and coronavirus and the pursuit of financial freedom. Uh, I could go on and on. So we're just going to open up the Pandora's box and and see if we can pinpoint just where the next revolution is going to be and what it'll look like and uh, how bad it's going to be. Hey, Adam, how you doing? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm all right. It's, I, it's a pretty heavy conversation for a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but see... But, the- you know, some, yeah, some uh, good ideas, some good thoughts, hopefully. Yeah. This is what happens. Plenty of all, ideas. All week yeah. long, I have these thoughts, and then... And then I think I need to get them out and, and have a talk like we used to around lunch, just about random stuff. And, and um, yeah, it's just interesting lately that, uh, you know, we all, we all have our own lives and, and we're just trying to find our, our little piece of happiness in the world. And we go to work and we come home and, you know, we have the weekend to, to relax and, and do something that we enjoy and then, and then go back to the grind. But, uh, yeah. Every once in a while, unfortunately, um, I suppose I used to just keep myself out of it because I was just focused on my life, which is just enough for anyone, honestly, to to keep your mental health. Because if you start thinking about everyone else's problems, I, I used to think my mind would explode. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's where I'm at now because I just tend to, I don't know, you know, you're, you're, you're online and you're always you know, hearing what's going on, and, and that's the problem with the whole social, you know, world, and, and our phones are always in our hand. So I suppose all the mm-hmm. all the information is at your fingertips whether you want it or not. It just depends on how much how much you want to let in and how much you need to block out before you go nuts. But anyway, I just, I just love having healthy debates, and I do feel like also we're in a world where you, you just can't have a, a good old fashioned talk and a debate, which I think is just so important and fantastic. It, and it used to be, you could have different views and have a debate and still afterwards, uh, be friends. But nowadays mm-hmm. it seems like if you have an opposing view, you're labeled as something right wing or left wing, or you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're against something or you're for something. It can't just be about that's how you feel, but you're not going to try and, force your views on the other person you're just letting them know that that's how from your perspective how you feel but yeah that's that's the kind of conversations mm. i love to have and i think they're harder when, to have um, these days yeah oh yeah they are definitely when do you think that changed when do i think it changed i don't know because i i will be honest there was a while then again i'm getting older and i think that's what happens is a natural evolution in your life when you're in your 20s I'm sorry, but everyone is selfish. I, I I don't care what you say or if someone says, "Oh, when I was twenty something, I was a I was a warrior for the environment and I did this and that." Well, that's fantastic. You must have been much more evolved and, and mature than me because I was just trying to figure out my own life, you know. And then as you get older, you know, your thirties and forties, you're just starting to, you know, settle into your own skin and and yourself. And then you do start to look outward and think about, you know the rest of the world and just what's going on 
And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure when it changed or if it was me that, that took notice. But oh, look, I'll be honest, I think it was in the, in the 2000s. <laughs> but that's just because in the 90s, I suppose, you know, it's, it's funny. They think now everyone is just so aware of, of whatever the hot topic is, whatever, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the environment or, or transgender or non-binary, whatever the hot topic is, they think it was just invented now. Well, I'm sorry. The '90s were were a huge revolutionary time. There was there was grunge rock and angst, and and it was reflected in the music. And there was plenty of social justice warriors in the '90s. It just, I don't know. It looked a bit different. It didn't bug me. I just thought it was cool. And it was it was one opinion, and there were other opposing opinions. And now it just seems like you're you're bad and wrong if you throw out the opinion that's not uh, that's not popular or cool or trending at the moment. So that's when it changed. The the internet changed it, I think so. Yeah, it did, and I think social media changed it as well. Um, in the nineties, I, I you know I do remember the nineties, and I do remember people were um, you know talking about real things, but they were you know you would talk about real things in school, and then you would go home, and that would be the end of it. Whereas now. You talk about things in the workplace, at school, whenever it is, and you don't leave it. It's constantly with you. And with social media, we have, all have them. Everyone has a microphone to air out whatever they want. Um, so back in the 90s, yeah, you know, like those people who, you know, were voicing their opinions, their opinions were only set in certain places. And they were contained in certain places. But now, of course, with social media, those people's opinions can be spread throughout the entire world. And we can't get away from it. it it's everywhere. Um, and that's, it sounds, and that, that does sound like a good thing. And, and you're right. Uh, but yeah, now it follows you everywhere and it never ends. But it's good that everyone has a voice. Everyone should have a voice. But, but not everyone can be right. And again, it's not about right or wrong. It's just... <laughs> It's. It seems to be when there's a certain subject that's popular, and it's just, it's just the thing to talk about, whatever the subject is, it gets traction just because a certain group can be very noisy, very noisy. Sorry, my microphone just went weird. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't. There we go. We're back. It doesn't necessarily mean. That if you have an opposing view, you are wrong or you're, you're the devil in some way. That's the problem with, with what I feel now. And, and first, let me say, whenever we, we talk like this, I always tell people the same thing. I am very much of the opinion, live and let live and do unto others that you, as you would have done unto you. Not as a religious or a Jesus thing, but if whatever God you follow has some uh, wise words, great, then by all means, follow that. But I do believe that as long as you're not hurting yourself or someone else or trying to persuade someone else to hurt others mm-hmm. based on your mm-hmm. beliefs, I really, that's like literally the only rules I think the whole planet should follow. <laughs> and after that, yeah. everyone should just stay out of each other's business. So, th- mm-hmm. so the only side I'm taking lately, the thing that really irks me, and I think you guys maybe have noticed that in the past few years, it's when someone starts telling you, that you need to believe this because it's the right thing and you're despicable if you don't believe it. You, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's not necessarily a fact, you know? 
uh, uh, flat flat earthers or something like that. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm going with a safe one. I won't say something like non-binary or transgender, but I'll be yeah. honest. No, I'm I'm being I'm being real. Yeah. When when you ta- right. when yeah. you talk about those subjects, you get in trouble now. It used to be you could talk yeah. about it and and just voice your your opinion, but you're not saying that I'm against you. You can live your life and enjoy yourself, but physically, science, you know, scientifically there's men and there's women biologically chromosomes based on just mm-hmm. science mm. there's the sun there's the earth there's the moon there's the universe some things are facts whether you like it or not and the rest is your emotional belief or opinion and that's fine just don't tell me i'm wrong or or pass a law or something saying i have to say a certain word or do a certain thing so yes i i guess i'll be honest that's when i start to get annoyed when it encroaches on my <laughs> On what I just how I, how I want to live. Does that make sense? Yeah, like society is trying to auto correct itself by um, everything by being in the same label in the same category, um, in the same box, and then you know not everything does fit into those categories or boxes or anything. Why do we even need to label those things anyway? I mean. You know, we're all just human beings, you know, we're all just trying to live our lives. And, you know, if someone believes that, for me, right, me personally, you know, if someone believes the world is flat, all right, you, you believe it. I mean, it's completely wrong. I mean, you're 100% <laughs> wrong. There's no way that can be correct. Same thing as, like, um, certain faiths in this world, you know. Um, you know, they're, they're all, you know, there are, you know, certain faiths out there that, you know, we all that we know about, I mean, you can go, you know what, that is, that is no way, in, you know, no way ever could that be possibly tr- be true. But, you know, if you believe it and you're happy believing it and it doesn't um, inflict pain or it doesn't suppress anyone, um, it doesn't cause someone to go out there and uh, cause harm or violence towards another group of people, you know, believe it but i mean do do what you want but you know yeah we've got to stop um although i like i will say i am the even though i've lived in australia for a long time you know the the english in me has still not left and (laughs) i can be incredibly polite around people um yeah no that's especially like when especially when i want to learn if i'm saying the wrong thing to someone and yeah, please tell me. Like, I'm happy to learn the wrong... If I'm saying the wrong thing to someone, if I'm... You know, if I want to learn, please teach me. I want to learn. I want to know everything about it. But then, you know, don't point the finger at me or anybody else. If they want to learn and they want to improve themselves, you know, if you're calling someone pansexual, but then they're actually meant to be bisexual, well, then, okay, well, I'm sorry I, I used the wrong word, but you know, please tell me... Please teach me the difference so I know for next time not to do the wrong thing. But um, there's too many people out there who are just, you know, everything has to be within my worldview and everything has to be inside my, everything has to fit inside my box of what the world needs to look like. And if you don't fit within that box, within my worldview, then there's a problem with you. Instead of like, you know, the world doesn't work like that. That's it. You said it exactly. And I like that. That you phrase it like that, and I'm going to use a word that's also not popular when it comes to anyone, anyone, I don't care if it's a majority or a minority, anyone, man, woman, child, any race, it's just, 
when someone has that kind of train of thought, I believe the you know, it's a classic sort of narcissist, I'm sorry, in that it's all it's all inward and and they're so upset emotionally and they're mad at the whole world because we're not catching on within the next five seconds, even though everyone is just really striving for the same thing. Un- unless again, unless you're someone doing something wrong or hurting someone, we're all here just to just to try to live life and go you know, have a barbecue with friends, have a family, uh, have a life. I don't think anyone wants a pursuit of anything else. No one, as a kid, wants to grow up and be a pain in the ass or something <laughs> or, or difficult. <laughs> we're all just wanting yeah. to enjoy each other in some way, and and uh, yeah, you're just. I just feel like everyone's always in trouble. I'm not sure what I can say or do. You get in trouble these days, and uh, mm. and again, we. That's why I, I like to say, you know, when when's the next revolution? Because it's it seems to be it's coming from so different many directions now. In that, you know, the technology is a double edged sword. It's good and bad. It is also, to be honest, taking away jobs. But do we need to evolve mm. and come up with better jobs? Holden is closing down. This is a massive car company yeah. for Australia. It's happened mm-hmm. before. Happened in the U.S. with GM. It happened in in um, Flint, Michigan. If you don't know about Flint, definitely look that up and watch the um, documentary on Netflix. I mean, it just destroyed that town, and still that town is destroyed as we speak to this day because of just an industry closing. Uh, and that and that's just one aspect of what the revolution could be. There's still cultural issues. There's still race issues. There's still rich and poor. So those things have always been around, right? Those revolutions mm. have been around since Marie Antoinette, you know, but those were classic revolutions. They were pretty simple. <laughs> the upheaval mm. of the poor overthrowing the elite class, you know? But now the revolution could come from, I don't know, people who believe in immunization and those who don't. You know what I'm saying? It's coming from yeah. everywhere. There are, yeah. there are humans, again, you're allowed to have your opinion, but they can have so much more influence instantly I, if I close my eyes, I picture all these revolutionaries in so many different ways. Environmentalists marching, uh, you know, stopping traffic. Uh, and again, all of them have something that's certainly for them may be right. But mm-hmm. where, where is this all headed? I know that's a big question, but yeah. what's, what's the next revolution look like? Will it be quiet? Is it going to happen in our sleep? Is it going to be obvious? <laughs> Yeah, like what you know, what will the world look like in ten years' time? Um, I think, like um, you know, last in the last decade we had, we had um, uh, what was it, the ninety-nine percent versus the one percent? I can't remember the name of the the what it was, but I think that will be the next big revolution. It will be people rejecting big corporations. It will be people saying, no, not using Amazon anymore. No, not using Facebook anymore. No, not using anything like that anymore. You know, they're going to, I think they'll reject those people principally because they're all billionaires and they all hold much of the world's, much of society's, you know, money. And, you know, I think people will just get fed up with it. I think people will reject that. Um, but it's so intertwined in your in your life now, and believe me, I'm I'm also someone that I always mm-hmm. talk about living off grid and stuff. And in in my mind, it's this it's this fantasy thing when I'm older, not to go and live as a recluse in a cabin somewhere, but kind of a kind of a middle ground between still 
embracing technology because it allows you to have a different kind of life. It allows you to maybe have solar and go off grid or, 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 you know, to still have a, a smaller laptop. You don't need a big desktop. You can, you can use technology to do great things, but not necessarily maybe have a giant five bedroom house and a mortgage. Like there's different options that technology gives you that are good things, but you know, something like Facebook or Amazon, that's a tough one because more and more stores are closing down in favor of people shopping online. And I don't know how, how do they turn back from that unless we just start to be mountain, mountain men again and go live in the hills. Like how do you, you just reject technology? Is that an option? I think it's just, I think it's just rejecting big corporations. I think that's what it is. Maybe people will start uh, going to smaller or they'll start doing, going, you know what? I don't need one of those big corporations. I'm sure I can do it myself and then just do it themselves. Um, or, you know, the, might, the big revolution might be, um, it might be um, taxing the super rich so you can build a middle class again. It might, maybe that will be another revolution. Mm. I don't know if it'll be technology. It might be technology, but I mean, technology's had a big revolution over the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. So it might be technology again. I mean, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we will in 10 years' time have more affordable um, electric cars, and then not only that, but also self-driving cars. So maybe that'll be the next big, big revolution as well. And then people just rejecting um, the oil industry, which is already starting to happen. But I, I think maybe in the next 10 years, it will become more um, in the forefront. Um, so is it's it- interesting now, really, because the way I see it right now is that it's sort of like those old, like, dinosaur-type people who had, like, the the old way of thinking, very, like, ultra-conservative way of thinking. This is kind of like they're... Like, they're, they're doing well at the moment, but I think, like, this is the last time, or, like, this would be, like, a, the last of yeah. time these types of people will be in power, and then a new, a new wave of political revolution will come in where it'll be more progressive... And more left wing. I don't know. Or it might be like progressive left, and then you might get progressive right, and then you know we might be stuck again between you know a very strict left way of thinking um, and a very strict right way of thinking. I know it's always starting to happen, but then, yeah. but like a, a massive divide, uh, like a huge divide, it's going to divide the whole whole world of you know. I don't know. It's starting to happen already. It's happened the last yeah. couple of years, but I think it'll probably get more. That divide will split. That will get worse and worse and worse. Yeah, I suppose that's why I've always I've always loved history, and I do hope. You know, I don't I don't know what the modern school looks like, but I believe they just get an, out an iPad and they just learn how to shop. I'm not sure what they're teaching them. <laughs> I do hope that they teach them history. Otherwise, you're just destined to repeat it. And I mean all of history. I'm talking back to Neanderthal man and showing them that, you know, there, there was a Neanderthal man, but then there was a more modern human where they started to make different sort of tools, not just blunt objects. They were a bit smarter with where they lived and hunted and, and staying alive longer and using their brains. And then moving forward through history, you know, there were empires 
the you know the roman empire really ruled just based on their ingenuity just roads roads alone allowed yeah. them to rule and the british empire mm-hmm. i'll be honest ruled the world with ships you know yeah. their their ships and trading their fleet and yeah and that ingenuity was again it wasn't it wasn't born out of war but unfortunately sometimes that is part of it the the machine of war and the industrial revolution whether people don't like it or not it came out of war especially world war ii you know they call it the um the american machine was woken up uh you know the the war was not going well and they needed it and they just they flipped a switch and the american machine turned on and started just pumping out b-17s and tanks and just throwing uh people and industry at it machines you know and that yes of course that that's helped us but i i don't know it's just a natural evolutionary thing you have to go through this part to get to the next part, right? To get to the Star Trek years, to get to the more, you know, the, the more harmonious society where technology is born out of a universal agreement that uh, it's in our best interest to, to travel to the stars or to, to cure a disease rather than to fight against each other. I mean, we've got a long way to go, but these are the, these are the hard years, aren't they? The hard centuries. <laughs> before you Yeah, they that. are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> These are the yeah. These are the centuries where, well, this century definitely will be with this big chasm between left, right, rich, poor. You know, it will all be there'll be a massive, huge divide. I don't know what's ever going to bring them together. Maybe a, no, maybe another war, because war seems to bring people together as well as it always seems to pull people apart. Well, see, that's um, interesting. So you do think it could be a war, like, you know, in the in the 80s. And again, I feel like some of it's coming true, but just in a different way. You know, art imitates life and vice versa. In the 80s and, and even 70s movies, it was always about technology turning on us, you know, Terminator, something's going to become self-aware, whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever the Matrix, whatever it is, it'll be we created artificial intelligence and then it's going to turn against us because we were, we thought we were so cocky. We moved into it too quickly, but, and then it usually revolves around some sort of world war three, which has been on hold for quite a while. <laughs> but is it going to look like that? Because things aren't like the eighties. There was a cold war. Now, I don't know who our cold war is between now. A few, a few back to Russia again. There's a Korea. few, yeah. <laughs> There's a few now. Russia, Korea, Iran, <laughs> yeah. the usual lot. The usual lot. The yeah. usual lot, yeah. So, yeah, is it... Is although, uh, although I'd say, like, with, like, Iran, like, I mean, they're having a bit of a rough time. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, you know, it's their, you know, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if, um, if anyone considered Iran a threat before the revolution. They're, they're, um, their revolution in their late seventies. I'm not sure if they were considered a. Well, remember, and again, you know, neither of us are political experts, and I don't want to be one of those actors that just reads something in the paper and goes, "Oh yes, I understand that," and then you know, Alec Baldwin's, or you know, what was it, um, Team America? They've got their little band of actors. And they're saying, you know, yeah. what better people than to spread the word than actors? You know, we're the smartest and brightest, you know, but you're not. Yeah. You're not political yeah. geniuses. You're just someone who thinks you know, and then you, you stand on a soapbox. But I, I do know this about those times, the 70s and stuff, and then led to 
led through the Gulf War and things, you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of meddling. That's just America mm-hmm. and other countries meddling with uh, impoverished countries who have something to give, whether it's gold or oil. And for the past 40, 50 years, it's been oil. And it's about, again, maybe somewhere it starts off on a piece of paper as someone really trying to help. Like, we need to put this political leader in to help help stability because right now there's just a bunch of murders and thieves and thugs. And that that's true. And they try to put this person in, but then this person gets drunk with power or this regime gets drunk with power, even though it was put there by America or something. You know what I yeah. mean? And then the funny thing is the same people that America would put into place, they end up turning on them, <laughs> uh, you know, 20 years later. That's what happened with Saddam Hussein, for example. Th- there was a time when he was friends with the U.S. They, mm-hmm. you know, put him there for a reason. Then someone flipped a switch. He was no longer popular. Again, it's more complicated than that. He became the enemy. So mm-hmm. that's the problem with that area. People are always meddling. And then again, the Middle East is just, it's been centuries of, of fighting. And what do you do? Do you get involved or just watch it from afar? That, that's the problem well, there. Yeah. That's um, the thing as well, like Israel and Palestine. I mean, oh, it's such a thorny subject, isn't it? It's so thorny mm-hmm. um, because you can't really, whatever you say, you're wrong. But you know the right answer, which is, well, at least you think you have the right answer. And then you think, go, well, yeah, you know, if they could just, you know, all hold hands and live together and, I know. <laughs> you I know, know. But, and then just work it all out. That's the answer. But then you think, well, that's not going to happen because, you know, politics and religion and cultural divides and all sorts of things. You know, it's and that's where, tough, very tough. Again, that's where religion bugs me in that sometimes, again, if it works for you, even something like, I, I always say, like Tom Cruise, Scientology works for him. Every person he's ever worked with on every set of any movie has said he's just the greatest guy. So until we find out he's secretly a, a mass murderer, if Scientology gets him through the day, I really don't give a shit. It's just not my thing. Yeah. And that goes with any religion anywhere. Some, somebody wrote a few words down thousands of years ago and someone follows it as a mantra. That's great. I hope to come up with some of my own, and maybe I'll have followers thousands of years from now, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying. Isn't, it, isn't <laughs> that incredible, though, how that's happened? That's all it is. Where it's just a small group of people who, you know, they, this man entered their lives and changed their lives, and then he died. And then, you know, I would assume, um, you know, sorry if I offend anyone, but no, I would no. assume that, you know, they, they listened to it, and then they listen to it and then their friend died and then probably just overcome with grief they just you know create the story yeah. to keep his his what his life and his story alive and then someone's come along who was an unbeliever and then was struck down by this person and said you know follow me or make people follow me which I think is also incredible how that happened. And then this guy went all around the Mediterranean spreading the word. And then he did that, you know, like he, like Paul did more for Christian, Paul did more for Christianity than any other person in history. Because if he hadn't gone and spread the word, 
about Jesus, then none of us would know about Jesus today. He would have just been, as he was in the Roman times, just a, a, not even a footnote in Roman history. Mm-hmm. He was just a small, um, like, militia group, really. Not really a militia group, but just a small cult that this man, just another man who died on the cross, according to the, the Romans, for saying he was the son of God. But the fact that he, that happened, and then somehow, 2,000 years later, that man who died on the cross, has, we still know him. Yeah, I know. You know, and, and then how many other people do we know in the Roman Empire, or like the Roman hist- ancient Roman history? We don't know that many. There's a small group. There's a, there's the there's the main ones who we know yeah, but yeah. that one person that you know it's like today you know I'm sure someone probably like Greta Thunberg you know maybe Greta Thunberg will you know something will happen to her and then today <laughs> she's you know, you know like this time two years ago you know no one knew who she was yeah she was just another kid but she was standing outside um, what the Swedish government protesting out there yeah but just this one kid in one country in the entire world and then suddenly two years later she's the most famous child in in the world i know um, i know i know so it's that, incredible how these things happen yeah. but um hopefully she won't end up as a messiah but but yeah i, I see yeah, she won't end mean. up being a messiah yeah it, it doesn't but, take um, much yeah it doesn't take much uh, and and that was especially like, now in um in um it spread so fast in the it modern world. It spread so yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah, that's right, it does. Yeah. So that's it, thousands of years ago. But she is a kind of messiah, though, because people are following her every word, though. Yeah. You know, they're following a child's words, and they're just, you know, and you know, I do, I definitely believe in climate change. It's definitely real. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not following it because of what she's doing. I'm following it through my own self-belief my own, through doing my own research doing my own seeing how the world is changing um and that's it that's how you should that's yeah. how it should be done but unfortunately i guess others would argue and this is the problem sometimes in order to spark someone to pay attention and this is this is the very idea of revolution you can't always rely on someone to follow up with the facts themselves and and to and to awaken to to your belief even if it is the right thing scientifically and logically one one being climate change, one being, yes, you know, you can't pollute and hurt the environment of the earth and expect it to be around. But some would argue you need something more in your face. And sometimes it is a protest, then it turns to something worse, a burning car, then it turns to violence, then then people die again. I've, I've oversimplified it, but, you know, we, we can't go on and on, you know, with like a political debate. But that's the thing. Yeah. At what point... Do you say where's the where's the line before mm. you, you're not just trying to awaken people to something you believe in? When do you cross the line? Because right now I believe the world has freaking hundreds, probably thousands of messiahs. That's the problem, and they're mm. all they're all on Twitter, they're all on Instagram, and they mm. they all have followers. I don't care if it's you're following someone who cook who, who bakes cake, from that to you know a, a politician to to an environmentalist everyone has heaps of followers isn't that is that a bit scary to you whereas before at least it was a bit slower now you could you could be one tomorrow if you wanted yeah that's right <laughs> it, it, it just reminds me right of like um you know like so 
so let's take Gandhi for an example, right? You know, Gandhi became a quote-unquote messiah a hundred years ago when, you know, he said, you know, he was kicked off the, he fought for uh, rights in, for Indians in South Africa and such and such, and then went to India. But, like, how much more harder it was for him to gain that much mm -hmm. um uh, influence and that much that many people will follow him back then because really like for most of it that was just on radio or maybe on, like one radio station or might be on one uh, newspaper and um, television hadn't even been created yet you know it still was in people were still thinking about how to broadcast radio waves into um into a in, in like in a visual way. Um, but I, that was so much more harder to do that. Um, whereas today, it's like, yeah, as you said, you know, um, I could go out there and I could, you know, dance around in Flinders Street with a sign saying the world's going to end and then I'll get my five minutes of fame and then that five minutes of fame, that five minutes of exposure could lead on to other things. It could, you know, it could blow up, you know, it could go... As, we now, as everyone says, now go viral. Yeah. That's how these things happen, you know, and it's so much more easier now, but it was, I, you know, so it's so much it. more harder back then. Yeah. You know, there was probably only, what, you know, there were only a couple of cinemas back then as well. So people, you would film, the news of most likely were filmed back then, so you'd have the film reel and then the short and then the main feature, and that's how a lot of people got their news and stuff. That's it. Um, Imagine that. It's, it's, yeah. it's incredible, isn't it, really? I know. Like, that was probably, like, the biggest, in terms of, you know, one of the biggest breakthroughs in technology of the 20th century, especially the first half of the 20th century, was um, the power of um, cinema, the power of radio, and then later on the power of television, how you could get your voice across to millions of people in mm. one, just one way. Um, I mean, that's how, you know, Hitler went from being this obscure guy in Munich. I was, I was about Munich. to mention that. Yeah, I was he just went from being this obscure yeah. guy in Munich, and then he created, you know, he wrote his, wrote Mein Kampf, yeah. and then that, people started reading that going, oh man, this guy's nuts. That's what I was just going to ask you. you know, he just say, gets, how does a, how yeah. does a Hitler type look today? And again, you know, people, again... I think everyone, again, should be a true student of history and not just get what you see in a movie. Because at the time, you know, he was someone that was, again, sure, he was a at the heart of his his original years, a bit of an awkward person. But whatever, he found himself able to be a voice and a charismatic voice. And, and this, you know, he didn't torture people to follow him. It, it was him being an influencer. He, you know, yeah. so yeah. How does it? How does an influencer like that today? What's the danger of that? Do you think? How fast could that spread? Well, I mean, that can spread very fast. Um, they can they can spread very very fast, and they, and now that we've got, you know, all of these different um, factions on the internet, where you got to, if you believe that, you know, if you believe in a country over people and he believed that you know this country should only have a certain type of person from a certain di 
type of religious background and they should do a certain type of job, you know, then, you know, there is a faction for you. There is a, there is an, there is an area in the internet that you can find and that will be, that will serve you for it. Um, Absolutely. An influencer now, you know, like an influencer now can be anyone. It can be anyone. And it's, that's the, the good thing and the bad thing about the internet really is that it's unregulated. And I think everyone would be very upset if it was regulated. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, absolutely. That's another thing, you know, how do you, you know, then you become, you become China. We wonder why, mm-hmm. what certain movies do tend not to work over there or it's not just about it being lost in translation it's about they're very protected in what the, they they see and hear from the rest of the world and that can just change your whole life when you don't get the full story and even now let's be honest you know it's the whole uh you know believe only you know uh, never believe what you read only half of what you hear kind of thing that's still kind of true i'm sorry to say because now now i do feel like there's no responsibility um, there's newspapers closing down. Look, that's inevitable and a sad thing, the idea of paper. But I, I do hope that journalism continues, and I mean honest journalism, unbiased journalism, hopefully, because that's the point of that too, to just try and find the truth. And not everyone, not everyone on Twitter is a journalist. They're just noisy. I can be noisy, but I could be fucking stupid. You know what I mean? There's too many fucking stupid, noisy people. And I'm sorry. I'm allowed to say that. I do believe that. And not everyone can be right. It's not possible that everyone is right just because they're loud. That drives me nuts, too. There's some people that have maybe the gift of the gab and they're loud, but they could be a dickhead. So, yeah, that's the other thing is noisy doesn't mean right. So so we're getting our news now from, from where, you know? Not necessarily news sources. Because you were talking about controlling it, controlling the internet. And yeah, that's see right. Because you can't scary. control it. Because no. then that's certainly going against someone's freedom of speech. But if you do, if you are from a communist country, you know, that's one of the things you don't have. Um, but then, like, certain, you know, like, Mark Zuckerberg has always been, you know, um, you know we're, we're not going to censor anything on, you know, on Facebook. We're going to allow errors. Everyone can say anything they want on there. Well, no, I mean, isn't, like, I I don't know if that's the right thing to say, really. You know, you can't, and that's how they got into trouble before of um, stealing people's data and then manipulating people to believe a certain political system. That's right, based on money and advertisements and who pays the most. Based on money and advertising, yeah. Yeah, money still still rules. Again, I'm not sounding like a... Again, when I say these things, I'm not trying to sound like I'm I'm a hippie from the '60s or whatever, or I'm I'm taking a side. But I'm just being honest. I, I suppose I grew up in a small town, probably low, lower, uh, upper, lower. You know, we we weren't even middle middle class. So I guess yeah, I do come from that. And does that mean I have a chip on my shoulder or something about rich people? Not necessarily, but I do believe there is a huge struggle for just financial freedom. That's the world we live in. That's the reality mm-hmm. of it. So yeah, when when yeah, when you talk about something like that, I um <laughs> I do I do have my views on that money money still does control quite a bit. As much as we like to think we can start a revolution, uh it's better to start one if you have lots of money. 
<laughs> you're going to get further. That's right. Yeah, uh, exactly. If you're a lobbyist, again, this is just being sounding like negative again, but it's true. In the U.S., the the most money and whoever pays for the lobbyists who make the most noise uh, usually gets gets bills passed and gets laws passed. Uh, unfortunately, that's that is part of life. Money money can buy you a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. It doesn't mean you'll always win, but it does it does help. So yeah, even Facebook. You know, I, I suppose I like something like Wikipedia, and I do believe that they're still, they're still donation based. Mm-hmm. Uh, they and they kind of hopefully do some more fact checking. You know, because I could just go on there and say, you know, I invented Teflon. Hopefully, someone checks that. <laughs> uh, you know, you stay up there for at least a yeah. week. Sunny Wright, the inventor of Teflon. Uh, you know, <laughs> see how long it stays up. But at least I, I believe it's it's altruistic and it's it's just open. It's just knowledge. It's 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 the library, our modern library, Wikipedia. I don't know, you know, that's kind of cool. I'm trying to find the positive parts of of mass media and internet. That's not that's well, not I mean, the, bound by money yeah, or influenced by yeah. money. Yeah. Well, the, the the incredible thing is we've got the most powerful tool in history in our um, pockets, but you know it's incredibly ordinary. <laughs> When the internet came out, we're like, wow, that's amazing. I can go and talk to someone on the other side of the world from where I'm sitting, and I can learn about something that happened, you know, all at the same time, all at one place. Uh, it was uh, unthinkable before the the, the world in World Wide Web came into being. And now, of course, like 20, what, nine years later or something, it's uh, it's as ord- it's as ordinary as getting up in the morning. So that's it. I don't know what what will, what will happen next. You know what will be like the next thing where we think, wow, that's incredible. And I guess everything does go through that, doesn't it? Um, the new the, the brand new thing is amazing and exciting right now when it's new, like with iPhones and iPods and stuff. But then after a while, they become ordinary, and then there'll be some new thing that comes along. Yeah, but are, are they? I guess it was just. They fizzle out. How the, the world works. They fizzle out like the spinners. I went and bought one. I was like, "This is the most amazing thing," and I haven't touched it in two years. <laughs> the little spinner things. So yeah, some things come and go, but some things are are bigger revolutions. So we we talked about a few revolutions. I think one of the main ones we were we were definitely agreeing that the rich and the poor that doesn't ever seem to end. That just seems to be ever since the first minute, the, the first time two humans bartered with something or traded something, traded services. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, even though, uh, you know, the terrible saying that prostitution is the <laughs> one of the oldest uh, yeah, uh, jobs yeah. in the world. But, of course, that was, that's, uh, that was something a human could easily barter with and trade with, uh, a sexual mm-hmm. favor. But then it was, yeah. you know, then it became whatever it was. I'll give you two stones. Then it turned into coins and money and... Now we're just digital money, but it still is an influence about, I have a lot of things and you don't, that's always going to be a revolution. But I, there was another one I thought I wanted to talk about, and it does have to do with, with industry and machines and, and, and automation. And I'm actually going to talk about, um, remember the movie, uh, of course you do the fifth element. Everyone's seen that. Oh yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. Of course. There was a great part with, um, with um, Mr. Gary Oldman as Zorg, he was explaining to the to the priest, and the priest was saying, "You're just you're just a monster. You just want to destroy the world." But he brought up a really 
painful but logical point. He said, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help life and create life. Um, he knocked a glass off the table and it broke. And then all these little machines came out uh, and cleaned it up, a little duster and a little pan, little, little robots. And he explained it in such a way. He said, now look at all these machines. Look at all these wonderful mechanisms um, uh, you know, that are required because of this, this accident. Think of all the people who are employed and all the jobs and the families and, and all the generations that will be fed because we need these machines and they have a purpose in life. And he goes, and, and so goes the circle of life. The way he explained it, it was actually hard to argue with, even though he was the bad guy. He was just trying to say that in, inherently you need something to have a purpose. And a lot of times that is, that is disaster. You know what I mean? A fireman for fire, cops for bad guys. Uh, you know, you could go on and on. Engineers, things break, things need to be fixed. So I guess my point is, at what point do we become so automated that we're not really needed because the world's just taking care of itself? <laughs> you know what I mean? Robots are just yeah. robots are building robots to fix buildings, and so cars, robots are building cars, and you don't need people there. You know what I mean? Is that going to be a revolution? Because it's happening a lot. Jobs changing so rapidly, and you don't need you don't need human brains and human hands. Does that ever freak you out? Well, well, yeah, I actually, yeah, definitely. I, I actually thought about this. I actually think about this one quite a lot, which is that, and I'm, and I'm certain this will happen one day. There will be a generation that will be born that will never, that will just never be able to get a job because it's either being uh, automated or there's just an overpopulation. Or there's just, you know, there's no need for for that service anymore. So people may go to college and learn to a skill, but then that skill's not needed anymore. Maybe schools need to be um, re rethink. Maybe we need to rethink about what we teach the new people coming through, what skills we actually do need. But, yeah, I, I really do think that will happen. I don't know if that will happen, like, this century. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I really do think there will be. And especially as you're saying about, like, robots and stuff. I mean, that's already starting to happen. Like, with coal mines, for example, it's mostly robots, I believe. They go down there and do a lot of mining and do a lot of the tech stuff. And then you just have a, a one person just operating it all. Whereas before, it used to be, you know, thousands of people would go and work at a mine. Well, that doesn't occur anymore now. Yeah. Um, and do you need, but do you still need thousands of people to build a robot? Probably not. But I'm trying to say, no. how do we, yeah, how do, and that's how do we exactly shift? it. Yeah. That's it. You know, like, what, what will those people be doing? What, what do they do now? You know, it's, um, it's also like how, um, um, you know, it's like, um, I was watching this documentary, it was all about, um, what was it? It was about um, making cocaine, actually. It was making cocaine um, in well, South that's, America. That's, that's important. <laughs> yeah, that's important. And I, tell you that, I promise this will tie into what you're saying, but it, I hope. Um, in okay. South America, you know, like they're making cocaine, you know, they're going to the... Um, 
the Amazon, they're making cocaine, and the cocaine person who's making it, you know, whatever they sell, it feeds his entire community. And it's providing for an entire community, even though they're making a really terrible thing, it's providing for an entire, yeah, entire people who can buy food, you know, get in, uh, some kind of education, you know, they can do all of these different things, but it's um, coming from, like, a terrible source. Um, you know, like, what what happens there? You, say, if, like, we, like, or even for maybe a better example, be like, um, fast fashion, so, like, H&M and Topshop and the rest of it, where there's a person in a sweatshop in India who's sewing buttons onto shirts that are being bought by, you know, the, the rich Westerners. Or what happens if you start saying, no, we're, we're getting rid of sweatshops, sweatshops are gone. What happens to that person then? Well, that person can't get a job because they've only ever known to sew buttons on a shirt. It's uh, like we've, you know, the world has, the world cut corners and now it's into a, it's painted itself into a corner itself because, you know, you're providing for someone who needs yeah. to pay for school for their kids, they needs to buy a house, they need to buy food. You know, we all need food, we all need shelter, we, kids need to get an education. Um, but what happens when you do that? Like, we've all, you know, ever, you know, it's, it's just human beings. Like, we've got, we are just so, we are just so terrible at thinking ahead. We are very, but what we are very good at is thinking short term. We have a very good short-term way of thinking of, oh, we can just do it that way. Instead of going, well, there's, if I just do it, if we go from A to B, what's the consequences? Oh, it doesn't matter because I've managed to figure out how to go from A to B. Well, that's then, it. That's it. And that, that's a perfect one as well is, is usually someone's success is at, at, you know, the behest of someone else's tragedy. It's usually a consequence of, of something going right. Look, you were saying cocaine. It doesn't have to be cocaine. It can just be massive pharmaceutical companies, and this is billions yeah. of dollars worth. Uh, in the U.S., and I don't, this is probably still going on, it was, it, was, it was Oxycontin, you know. At first, it's this miracle drug that suppresses pain, and for people in severe pain, it absolutely helped. For people who are, you know, going through, going through uh, cancer and going through chemotherapy, severe pain that's unbearable, this drug helped, but on the flip side, it's easy to abuse, and the one of the most easily addictive and abusive opioids, and mm. and all the doctors knew, and hundreds of doctors went ahead and just kept prescribing it, made deals with people, made money on the side, and you're like, well, that's because it's 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 terrible and insidious and evil, big companies and corporations, but again, this is just a drug innocently that started off to try and help, but everything can get twisted. And everything, when money gets involved, can get twisted. And there's winners and there's losers. So, yeah. I, I mean, I suppose it, it created jobs. There's lots of people who work for pharmaceuticals that aren't just big CEOs. They're just people at the factory. And they have jobs. Yeah. But maybe, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? It's back to the, the Zorg thing. He's trying to say that he's creating destruction, but to actually help assist with um, you know, stability in in cities and homes and countries to, to give jobs and stability mm -hmm. and purpose. Is that kind of warped? Is that like a, a Thanos kind of thing? 
if he wipes out half of the universe, the other half will live in harmony. But it's also at the same time <laughs> evil and horrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, an evil person doesn't know they're evil. They think they're just doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely with like, yeah, absolutely. As you said, you know, the, the Thanos problem, which is, uh, you know, he, he saw it. He saw a problem overpopulation in the universe or just, yeah. I'll just sort that out. And <laughs> I'll just I'll just cut it in half and uh, I'll just cut it in half yeah yeah he didn't make it personal either it was just flipping a coin half yeah he, he didn't say which ones just half so just half yeah, yeah. that may also be uh, another revolution um, that might happen which is um, people um, deliberately like not starting families because of overpopulation Mm. And I know that's already starting to, that is already happening already. What I was thinking as well, and I was thinking about it this week, was, um, I think because I was reading an article about it again, but it's a lot of, uh, like, men becoming, um, like, self-parent, becoming a, a, a solo father. That might end up being becoming more of a... Um, more common the idea that there is no such thing as the nuclear family of you know, mum, dad, mm. brother and sister. As in but a, actually it being, it being dad looking after two daughters or it being, you know, mum and mum looking after three sons. Yeah, but as it, in adoption? Yeah, that is already happening. Adoption? Like, or make your yeah, own baby? Yeah, adoption or, oh, yeah, making yeah, your own baby yeah. as well. Making your own baby or, yeah. you know, having... Um, you know, yeah, having like a surrogate or something, mm. you know, that might well be in the future, you know, where it's, um, they're, um, they're not being the nuclear family anymore, which I'm pretty sure, you know, for the most part, it, that's already happening already. But I, I think, yeah, there'll probably be like a, a, a massive decrease in the population because people will just go, well, we can't, you know, with climate change and, with not everyone being able to get a job anymore, you know, my, my bleak world of the future, the fact that there'll be a generation that won't be able to get a job, this may all tie into it. You know, people may go, you know what, well, no, me... no, no, no more kids. And it, and it does already kind of, some countries are just naturally doing that already, like Italy and, um, and Japan. Oh, definitely. Let me Let me throw in one last revolution that's not people against people. Do you think there is also the universe or the earth or the environment or just the, the the natural world versus man in that something like coronavirus? And look, that one's just popular at the moment because it has a cool name. The fact is yeah. the fl- just influenza itself or even things like the Black Plague, which n- technically have never been wiped out. They were just contained. They weren't cured. So all these things exist, whether they have a, a horrible name SARS virus or just a regular name, the flu. Do you think sometimes the world or the environment is pushing pushing back on us, or it just does what it does? It just keeps adapting and trying to live, uh, even if it means killing us. Do you think there'll be a revolution like that where we're wiped out by something as simple as a virus like War of the Worlds, except it's us? <laughs> That's yeah, killed? yeah. Well, I mean, the world's going to be around a lot longer than us. Yeah. So, you know, eventually we'll either, you know, kill ourselves or with, uh, with wars 
or it'll be a virus or as I said it'll just be this idea of um, self um, control population where we'll get the population will just shrink people will just naturally shrink it and then a virus might kill it off or a war might kill it off or you know what might eventually happen um and maybe even happen this century who knows but maybe you know people will eventually go you know what we don't this world is getting a bit too crowded i think we need to go and find a a new planet and we'll go you know and there'll be a a small community of Martians, there'll be a small community of like lunar people who live on the moon. Mm. Maybe there'll be a small population who live on the asteroid belt, like in the, uh, like the expanse, you know, and then it'll be, it'll be like that. We'll just sort of be dotted around and then just the world will just. No, that's true. You know, that's slowly true. change itself. And then the, the population will just naturally shrink. That's it. But I mean, you know, like, uh, Homo erectus, it managed to live that species of human being is the longest is the most durable human being in history. It lived for um was it one and a half million years? And I think Homo sapiens have only really been around for about two hundred and fifty thousand years or five hundred thousand years. And in terms of like um and maybe even less than that, you know, it might even be less, it might even be like 100,000 years. But, um, well, it might be 250,000 years that Homo sapiens have been around. And our um, society, you know, civilization's probably only been around for about 10,000 years. So it's, you know, we've done a lot in those last 10,000 years. And, you know, what, what, I, I always think about this as well, like what, what evolves from us? You know, what is the next thing that's going to evolve from us? Will it be a hybrid of man and machine? Will it just be pure machine? Will it be none of those things? Will we just die off and then we'll just, you know, maybe the people who lived in like the Martian world and lived in the asteroid belt, belt world go back uh, to the Earth, and then they create a whole new, different species. Who knows? Um, but I think about that a lot as well. No, definitely. These these are the things that uh, that modern man thinks about when you have too much time on your hands. But it's yeah, it's true. Especially you know. when I'm on the tram and I'm yeah. just looking out this outside and I'm just watching the world go by. Like, and I think about stuff. I'm always like thinking. No, I think that's about it. Nothing, nothing wrong with thinking. Don't ever, don't ever stop thinking. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> But uh, yeah. yeah, that's no. That's a lot of the. That's another sort of revolution. There'll be people who say, "This is Mother Earth and our planet forever, and we have to protect it." And of course, we should. You shouldn't. You shouldn't wreck a planet you live on. But what if? Mm. What if it wasn't our doing? What if uh, the sun was about to go supernova? What if we were forced to leave? And you know, it's something like the movie Interstellar. Do we choose to pool our resources together to leave, or do we turn to the environment and try to try to save it? Again, it just comes down to whatever's more logical to continue and to survive and not just lay down and die. I don't think the human race would ever lay down and die. We're pretty cantankerous and stubborn. So whichever it is, I think we'll choose you know, a, a way to live. Life finds a way, even though that's Jurassic Park, but it does. Life, <laughs> life, life finds a way. 
whether it does whether it's on earth or on another planet and um, I'm sure we will get there and then and then like you say there may be two different peoples who who one day will meet and not even know that they used that they came from earth you know won't that be fascinating yeah that's right and they've heard all these stories about earth but they've never been to earth they've always earth has always been in their sky and you know they've always you know dreamed of one day of going to earth you know well that's um, you've just t- said the plot of Battlestar Galactica which is one of my favorite did I? shows well yeah pretty I've much. never I swear I've never seen that show well I've see is show see, or a film I don't even know that's the most fascinating thing that's the TV show from the 70s but then it was rebooted in the early 2000s and and I do love it because it is a lovely sentiment where they're actually humans but um, they created artificial intelligence called the Cylons and the Cylons uh, fought back and nuked the planet uh, and uh, essentially they were all in their fleet and the Battlestar and a bunch of other spaceships and from there on they were just refugees and then they, they looked to their um, mystical books or Bibles and, and religion and part of that religion was a, a mystical planet called Earth where supposedly that was their origins and um, that was then, that was them trying to find Earth. So yeah, that's. Oh wow! Yeah, I th- oh cool! I, th- I didn't even know that. I really. Yeah. I'm not just kidding. I didn't even know about that. I, I th- really didn't know. I about think you'd love Battlestar Galactica. It's just it does have a lot of elements to it that are more than just. It's not just laser battles and and action. Yeah. It's fantastic. And yeah, that's that's the thing. How do we know where we're from here? That's the other fascinating thing. We have no idea. Uh, and one day we may be visited by us who left long ago. Again, there's just. Mm-hmm. Any, the universe is so big. If someone wants to feel very small, they should really just you know watch all those documentaries about just how big the universe is. You'll just feel like <laughs> there's no point in even bickering over anything because it's pointless. <laughs> Such a small little flea on the back of a <laughs> you know nothingness in the universe. Um, but yeah, not to end on a sad note. But yeah, it's a big place, and we're just one tiny, tiny part of it. So a blue, a blue dot. Trapped in a sunbeam. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, I, I encourage you to watch Battlestar Galactica. Seriously, I think I will. I think yeah, you'd I like will. it. I'll even give it to you. It has um, it has some pretty cool insight. I wonder uh, if it's on Netflix or something. Maybe no, it is. Well, sadly, I'll try and find it. It's no? not. No, it's not. Uh-huh. Sorry, but I'll uh-huh. I'll I'll okay. give it to you. All right, sir. I'll I'll let you when? go and eat dinner or whatever you're gonna do and uh, <laughs> and and pa- pa- I'll continue to think about you know the. Life, yeah, well, life, the universe, and everything. Yes, so. please do. This, this and is, you as well. This is only part one, so we're definitely not part done. One. This is yeah. part one of many, as we try and figure out what's uh, what's next. So, yeah, I, cool. I, I thank you for that, and uh, we'll definitely talk again soon. All right. Yeah, great. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Take care. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. There you go. I don't know if we pinpointed what the next revelation will be, but I think we had enough there for you to um, carry some thoughts with you as you leave. And definitely join us next time. We'll definitely have a continuation of this one and other great subjects on I'm Not Famous. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.